and welcome everyone to Get Woke Wellington, brought to you by the National Council of Women, the Wellington branch. I'm Aisha Sayadasif. I am Amy. I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Harita. And we're your hosts for today. Hi everyone. Um, today you've got me, Harita, and I'm joined with Ash. How are you going, Ash? Good. Thanks, Harita. So today we've got Mid, who is known as a cultural leader with a proven record of high staff engagement, excellent customer service satisfaction, and strong commercial results. Over 30 years in the fitness industry and currently a chairperson of the board for Exercise New Zealand, Mid has a deep desire to help people, which is what led her to Woman of Worth, which is also known as well. Mid also owns a local gym in Stokes Valley called B-Suite Fitness, while still supporting her husband with their family business called Turf Now. On top of this, Mid is currently on contract to MB as the Māori Learning Lead, helping to create learning pathways for all of MB as they build their cultural capability in, in Te Ao Māori. Mid is also the current chairperson of the advisory board for WOW and has been involved in the organisation for the last three years. Welcome Mid, how are you? Awesome, thank you and thank you for having me. Yeah, it's so nice to talk to you. Um, so I guess first things first, how did you actually get involved in WOW and how did you find out that this organisation existed? Well, it's a, um, well, it's interesting. It's all about networking, right? And I actually ended up being introduced to Sue, uh, who is the founder of WOW and through a mutual friend of ours. And she said, Mid, you've got to meet this woman. She's amazing and uh, she has such a, an amazing story. And so I went along and I met her. And at that stage, I was doing a little bit of um, a little bit of coaching work with organisations to help support their strategy. And WOW was in a position where they had done really well and they had been um, supporting the community, but they were looking to grow and they weren't quite sure how they were going to do that. And so I met Sue and we hit it off. And I guess uh, for me, I've come from a challenging background, uh, you know, all of the stuff that goes along with uh, a classic sort of an abusive poverty, you name it, it's all been in there. And because of my background and the opportunities that I've had to heal one, um, and albeit sporadic and through different moments in my life and different people, when I saw this organization and how they were intentionally helping women, uh, I couldn't not want to be involved. So um, that was really what led me to to, to become, um, to be involved as a facilitator, as a support person for Sue and for Steve, who are the founders, as I mentioned, and also to be able to contribute in whatever way I can to a cause that's really deep and meaningful to my heart. The passion you have really comes across there. I was wondering, do you notice in the work that you're seeing a particular trend among the types of women that are looking to utilise the service, like older women, women coming off a career break, that kind of thing? Look, I think that's what's fascinating about this particular programme. There is every kind of woman there, different ethnicities as a starting point. Uh, you see different walks of life from those that have come from wealth to those that have been poverty stricken. And I and I guess that's the key to this program is because it teaches women about their worth, um, what value looks like in their lives, how they can change their mindset. It's actually, as much as I'd love to say, yes, we're seeing this demographic come through more than others, uh, we actually see a cross-section 
across ethnicity, age, and um, and backgrounds and experiences. So yeah, it's been it's really it's been fascinating for me um, watching in the background at, at times uh, and supporting through the advisory advisory board and also as a facilitator. Uh, and seeing the different types of women that have been coming through the doors. So I'm kind of wondering, like as a sub-question of that question, I guess, you know, when people come from a poverty background or an underprivileged background, like in my mind, I can see how they would benefit from this organisation. Yep. But if someone, someone who's got a good career, enough financial background and all of that, um, someone that seems, you know, privileged in the wider sense I guess if they come into this uh, organization or if they get a mentoring session by wow how would that type of person benefit yeah a really good question I guess the way I would describe it is I've met many women in my life many human beings <clears throat> excuse me I'm just gonna have a drink of water and I think one thing is pretty clear we all have challenges and I think sometimes whilst it's really easy to label poverty um, socio-demographic issues I think there are definitely women who come from you know a great background have um, a really good career and have got things from the outside looking in really awesome and yet underneath it there's still these challenges around I'm not worthy I'm not good enough um, I feel um, not happy in my body I feel unhappy in the way I think I'm not happy in my relationships all of those conversations um, all go back to a place of value and worth and how you see yourself first and the other piece to it is around victim mentality and how it's really easy to fall into victim mentality we all do it we've all done it at points in our lives and what well teaches us to do is to come out of that thinking and find ways to create value and worth and it's really really interesting there's been women that have done this course and they've just said every woman should do this <laughs> so um which i have to agree that's really good to hear um so group mentoring has a lot of success and do you find that when you bring women together as part of a group, it also helps facilitate connections after the program has ended? Yes and no. Um, it depends because some people will make a connection with someone. And I think it's anything, any shared experience with another human being, you may or you may not continue that relationship post that experience, particularly because life is life, right? And so... Um, even if we think about things like going and studying and with all the best intentions, you might want to hang out with your friends from your university years or from a job that you just come from. Um, it's not always the case. I think the power of the group is the power of shared experiences. And I also believe that when you bring a group of women who are all on the same waka and trying to move forward together, there's a collective desire to not only help yourself, but you end up helping others because what we know is that reciprocity is one of the keys in terms of helping yourself to grow. The more you give others, the more you support others, the more you support yourself. You've got to get your waka first, right first though. You've got to get yourself in a good place to do that. So I think what ends up happening um, in terms of the power of the group is a group comes together and totokos and supports one another to, to continually have that conversation and and the way I describe it it's it's if I take it uh, a really simple um, a really simple analogy is around trying to change behavior we all know that 
we all know that it's very easy to say, I want to change or I'm going to set my New Year's resolution. We all know this. But actually creating that change, that actual behavioral shift is really challenging. And so having the right people around you all wanting the same thing, there's power in that regardless of whether you're in a Woman of Worth program or in um, any type of program out there at the moment. And for anyone who doesn't know a lot about the Woman of Worth program, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about how it got established. So um, Sue is the woman who who established Woman of Worth and she has a deep passion. It's it's a story that I um, that I'd love to share. It actually had to do with partly to do with a situation where her and a friend went to a conference and there was um, and everyone was going into the conference as you do. And the doors were, but there was a couple of women up in front who were young and beautiful. And the gentleman opened the doors for these two young, beautiful women. And then as Sue and her friend walked through, the doors got shut (laughs) and they didn't open the doors for them. And they thought to themselves, wow, I wonder how many other women experience that where um, unless you look a certain way or you do certain things, where is your value and your worth? So that's one part of the jigsaw puzzle. The other piece is actually a, a far more deeper story around how Sue supported her daughter to find value and worth in herself after a very destructive situation in her life. And then off the back of that, Sue was like, we need to get something like this out for wahine because um, whilst there is lots of opportunities to grow and there's healing out there, this program is probably a program that I find fascinating. I obviously went through my own journey. My journey took me 20 years to figure out my stuff and get healing and and do all the things, the counselling, the um, neuro-linguistic reprogramming, making sure I was in the right environment. But it was really ad hoc and it was long and it was hard. And then I watch women go into Woman of Worth and I see them go through their um, through the through an eight week program, and then they've, they've got their step up program. Their step, you can be on this course essentially for twelve months if you continue through the program. And I'm seeing women make significant changes. And when I really unpacked the program and, and saw what Sue and her team were doing, it's because everything is based around a positive way of shifting forward and reinforcing the right behaviors, holding yourself accountable to those behaviors, and then being able to have the tools to support behavioral change. And that's really that's really tough in today's world. So in this eight-week program, what's covered? Like what would be a rough outline and of the program and how much time does it actually take people? So normally the program, um, depending on which one you decide to do or where you sit is on Wednesday mornings they do have mentoring programs that sit at different times so it's a half a day once a week but then there's always homework as you can imagine and that um, is to try and reinforce behavior when you're not in the wow environment during it you'll learn everything from your key strengths you'll learn about values and how to value yourself you'll learn about stepping out of your comfort zone you'll learn about how to inspire how to hold yourself accountable what is victim mentality Um, how do you shift from victim um, into living a life of worth there's the keys of change Um, there's just so much in this course and all of it is around behavioral shift So how much demand are you seeing for these services? Like has COVID impacted the amount of demand that you got before COVID or has it kind of been the same throughout? 
I wouldn't say that the demand diminished. I would say that the challenging piece with COVID was the inability for people to come together. And that's Mm. always really difficult, just generally speaking and having that connectivity that you have with one human to another. Uh, So the programs did move online. Everybody went a little bit online as we all did. And even now our whole world has changed and how we do things face-to-face is ahway or kanohi hite kanohi, but actually um, in, in a lot of cases we have a real blended mix. So the demand was never lower because of COVID. It was just simply the ability to be able to um, ensure that that well was still delivering what it needed to deliver for vulnerable, for our vulnerable community. Some of the women that arrive at well are in really vulnerable states. So it's important that that monarchy and that support system is set up around them. And during COVID, probably more than ever, it was needed. So um, Sue and the team did a great job of managing a difficult situation as did the entire world really um, and so no I wouldn't say the demand has diminished to be fair I would say that d- the demand will only continue to increase as women become aware of the program and I think you know we're all we're all wahine wahine ma right here you know we all have had moments where we don't feel worth you know we don't value ourselves uh, and we have a natural tendency at times to give to everybody else and make ourselves the last person to eat or the last mm. to do anything and I don't and that's not that's that's just so common you know it's almost accepted that that's just the way life is for females yeah. and so it's really around um, I, I think for me the demand will grow as people become aware of this program and they become aware of the opportunity to sit in a space where they can truly learn how to find value in themselves Mm. Um, and then live that every day. How many years has Women of Worth been running for? So it's been running for just over five years now. Um, so it was, it was coming up to its sixth year and very successfully. It's just launched uh, throughout Aotearoa, New Zealand. So there's now sites in Auckland, Christchurch, uh, Porirua, and forgive me if I miss any spa, any places, but there's several organisations that have picked up the program and are now running Women of Worth. Um, and over the last eight eight months, we've trained around about 20 to 30 facilitators for the program. So, um, and again, even that takes a little bit more than a usual facilitation type program because it's, it is dealing with with women at their vulnerable, at their most vulnerable state. And um, and it's about managing that situation as a facilitator. So we work hard to give the support and the tools that facilitators need and organisations need to be able to implement this program into their already current structure or organisation or what it, whatever that might look like for them. I think joining a program like this can be really daunting, whether you're the participant or as a facilitator looking to get involved. What is the one thing you would want listeners to take away about the Women of Worth program? Oh, look, I'm going to step into a bit of a brave space here. I I would ask every woman to ask themselves the question, do they feel worthy? And, uh, you know, I I hate to say this, but I would pick a lot of women would say, not really, and at least not all the time. And the second question, I'd ask is are you looking for external parties your partner your children your family your friends drugs alcohol um, stimulants of any sorts to find value in yourself 
water create worth in your life and is it really truly giving it to you and if the answer is not all the time or maybe not or I don't think so then I really think it's a program that would be worthwhile exploring it's really powerful I think that would resonate with a lot of people one more thing I've thought of um is there a cost associated with doing this program or is it free at the moment the program is free um and it but like anything nothing's free it's funded um so so the, Sue and her team are very lucky they've um, worked hard to create a program that enables people um that cannot afford a program like this so there's mm-hmm. been support from msd there's been support um from different charity organizations that have helped to keep the program running uh, at some point they would probably need to put a pricing model in place but at the moment the program is um is such that it's based on a based on getting people through which means it gets the funding to be able to, to continue so um hopefully that continues uh, that will be a, that will be a conversation to have with sue uh but it's definitely um something that i think will continue to grow and continue to be offered in the mm. community mm. well that's amazing i guess because like the reason i ask that is because these days things are so expensive and like having one more thing that you might really want to do but it's going to cost you a few hundred dollars that you might not have would be your barrier to doing it right yeah. so it's good to hear that this is offered for free um sounds like such a good course like when I looked through your website um earlier last week I even I thought I was like this would be such a cool course to just do because like you said any woman can join it um and there will always be something you can find that will help you right no matter Mm. what walk of life you come from um look I have to you know when I think about this program we've definitely got those really amazing stories where there was a woman who was an alcoholic for over 20 years she literally um, had done every single program you can imagine to try and get herself into a position where she could refrain from drinking uh, she did the program and she's now over 12 months sober her family actually sent a letter and with you that's part of I'm pretty sure it's on our website but essentially they said thank you for giving our mother back um this woman has gone on she's she's got a job um she's found meaning and worth in her life outside of um diving into the depths of despair and look there's some really powerful stories of massive changes that have happened and significant um trauma that women have dealt with and I think you know what that I, would, I don't think it would be too remiss of me to say that, um, unfortunately, so many women have suffered trauma. They may not look like they have. They may be quite functional in life and they may be, in fact, in some cases, and, I, and, I, and actually I'll use myself as an example. If you met mid um, 10, 15 years ago, you would have no idea of the trauma that I was internally going through. Um, to the outside world, I looked happy, bubbly, life is amazing. I'm doing, a, you know, I'm doing all the things I love. And, and that was the face that I put onto the world. But actually inside, I was a horrific mess. And so, you know, this is what this program supports women to do in a safe way to help them deal with trauma in such mm. a way that doesn't actually mean you're opening up that box and having to re-traumatize yourself or others around you. It's a really clever and safe program. And so I, you know, I cannot endorse it enough. And even I think to myself, I wish 
you know, 20 year old mid could have done this program as opposed to ex- finding this program later on in life. By the time I found it, I'd gone through my healing, but it took me 20 odd years to get to the other side. And I'm seeing women, you know, be able to get to the other side in 12 months and just completely reshaping their lives. In some cases, it's just getting up each day and doing something. In some cases, it's getting that next step in their career or feeling valued enough to go for a promotion. I don't know how many Mm. women, you know, it's still statistically proven that women are not paid as much as men because sometimes we just simply don't ask for a pay rise or expect Mm. it. You know, we kind of go, thank you so much. Whereas our male counterpart will go, really, is that all you're giving me? Mm. Um, And we just wouldn't think to do that. Now, I know that's a big generalization, but when I think about, the wahine that I have had the experiences with, you know, 99.9% of the time I'm saying step into your strength. Um, I'll tell you a funny story, actually. Uh, I, my niece, uh, without even realizing it, when you're around this thinking, you naturally just end up telling people the same sort of facado, the same sort of thinking. And so um, my niece and my sister-in-law, she went for, she had got a job, she had a great job, and then they were going to give her a promotion and they gave her a promotion and it came with a pay rise. And then her mother actually said to her, ask for more. And she goes, oh, really? I don't, should I? And she goes, yes, ask for more. Do you think you're worth more? And she goes, oh, like, I don't know. And so she did. She went in there, she asked for more, and lo and behold, she got it. Um, mm. Same thing happened again with her next pay rise. She's very, very, she's an overachiever, this wonderful wahine. And um, same thing happened again. She asked for a pay rise. She asked for more. And they just simply gave her more. And that's a classic example of everyday life for women, you know. Oh, thank you for giving me that job as opposed to, yes, Mm. you absolutely, um, you will not regret having me because I'm worth it. And the key word there is worth, right? So nice to hear those stories. So if anyone listening, if you think this could be for you, then check it out. Um, Mm. Oh, what's the website name in case any of our listeners are interested in checking it out? www.wow.org. Cool. So for anyone that's listening, if this conversation has triggered some bells in your mind and if you want to check out the website just to see if it's something you want to join or if you just want to find out a bit more about them, you can check out the website or you can always um, send us a message and we can get you in contact with them as well if you're interested. But Mid, thank you so much for your time and it was so good to hear about this organisation and just all the amazing stuff that you're doing for women out there and especially something that doesn't cost money to join. That's great. Thank you so much. You know, the real heroes are Sue and Steve. It's a husband and wife couple, a beautiful wahine called Morag. These guys are tireless when it comes to the organization and they've been there since the beginning. And the passion and the commitment that they have to this place is next to none. So, you know, thank you for saying thank you, but I feel like a very small wheel amongst a very larger machine that is being brought together by a group of people that are just ridiculously passionate about helping others. That's cool. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you, ladies.